All right, welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, the Super Bowl edition. He is TJ Hushmanzada, the former All-Pro wide receiver in the NFL. I'm Rob Parker, the uh, downtrodden, beaten down sports writer who has to uh, stomach this Super Bowl. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it, TJ. That's how shook up, how shook I am from this whole thing. Uh, but anyway, what's up, my man? How you doing? The Super Bowl, uh, number one, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? It's I see be a, a beautiful house behind you, too. I mean, you know. A little bit. Talking about it for a while, and they've been uh, pulling your chain. But from what I, the little, little snippet I see, I like. Yeah, you know, the original builder, he tried to hustle me, but he didn't realize I grew up hustling, and I caught him. Now I'm about, now I'm a getting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it took a little longer because I had a crook um as a contractor initially but we we got it on a straight and narrow but i'm actually looking forward to the super bowl i really believe it, it can be it, it's almost fitting that one or two things are going to happen it's going to be a changing of the guard one goat could be possibly passing it to the next goat or it's i ain't gone anywhere yet not not so fast my friend i'm still here and so we're, right. gonna, we're for sure going to get one or the other. We're going to get into that as, as we go on here and talk about the bet and some prop bets and some other stuff. But there's a couple of newsy items we should talk about real quick. I want to get your take on some stuff. Uh, obviously, the big whenever two quarterbacks change teams, you know, that's a huge trade in the NFL. Doesn't happen very often. Uh, Jared Goff goes to the Lions with two first-round picks. And a third round pick for Matthew Stafford. What was your first uh, initial reaction to that deal? My initial reaction when I first saw it was, wow. And when I looked at it from a football perspective, my my first instinct, my first reaction was, I like this for the Rams. And I love it more than I like it. I, I've been around Matthew Stafford from the time he was a quarterback at the University of Georgia. And the first time I see him throw the ball, I said, whoa, you're going to be the first pick of the draft. And he couldn't believe that I was telling him this. And I seen him last summer throwing out here in California. The kid is accurate. Like every ball is here. And obviously it's no rush. There's no pass rush, but he's super accurate. Everybody knows he has a great arm. But you look at it from the Rams perspective. Obviously, they wanted out of that contract. So they basically gave the Detroit Lions a first-round pick to take the contract, and then they gave them a first and a third for Matthew Stafford. That's basically what happened. I truly believe that Matthew Stafford is going to show a lot of people that he was in a completely dysfunctional organization in Detroit. And he's going to play very well. I text Sean McVay when this happened. I said, I really love this trade, man. You got out of a bad contract and you got one of the best pure passers in the league. And that's how I feel. Yeah, I, I'm 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 not I'm not there. I saw Matthew Stafford from the very beginning. I think he's he's gotten more passes from other players in the league. Uh, no other player would be a first overall pick. No playoff wins, no division titles. They try to act like he didn't have any players. He had Calvin Johnson and Dominican Sue. Hit and Dominican Sue and Nick Fairley, they had 
the number, the second best uh, team in total defense in one year, and they lost in the playoffs to Dallas. So it's not like that he never had any opportunities. What was the score of that playoff game? What's that? What was the score of that playoff game? Uh, they were up 20 to 7, and they didn't score in the final 18, 19 of that game. And so that's my point. I remember that game. I, they I were do up. Too. So when you have the number two ranked defense and you have a 20 to 7 lead, defense has to bring that home for you. Nah, but you need a quarterback to score as well. You can't go to last quarter and a half without scoring. That's 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 not you're not going to rest on 20 points to to even for that defense. Matthew Stafford gave you a zero after the midway of the third quarter. And even even with the call, there was a pass interference flag. They picked it up. I'm just saying I've watched his whole career. You know, I covered the Lions. Yes, I was yes. there every I saw them lose 24 straight games on the road twice. I saw Matthew Stafford. He's not the savior that people let me, think. Let me ask you this question. If he goes to the L.A. Rams and plays extremely well, what's your reaction? No, he, it's not about playing well. He's got to win a Super Bowl. No. Jeff got yes, he does. No, TJ. Jared Goff got you to a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford has to win a Super Bowl for Rob, the trade. It's not about going win to the playoffs. A, win, win a Super Bowl? That That's – you know how hard that is? Win a Super Bowl? Number yeah. one. Now, Jared Goff got him to a Super Bowl, but let's just be honest. I like Jared Goff. Sean McVay got him to – it was nah, well – come on. Do that. Rob, Rob. No, 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 no. I'm going to give the players his credit because – Sean McVay is not throwing any balls. But this is what I do know. That earpiece that those quarterbacks have in their ear, he's being told the coverage and where to go with the ball. Almost every play. That's why these teams go no huddle. And that's why the rounds were going no huddle because McVay was the brains and golf was out there executing what McVay was telling. Now, don't get me wrong. Jerry Golf was accurate. He had to make the throws. And some of those throws he made were dimes he can play but when you Stafford is underrated up here Stafford has 31 come from behind victories that's seventh no, ever in the history in the league teams though his record okay. Okay, I'm gonna give you this against teams that finish over 500 Matthew Stafford is 10 and 66 in his career so those you keep talking about winning coming back from behind he did beat some good, some bad teams, and he came back and won. He's ten and sixty six in his career. So, so when I hear all that, and everybody wants to pump him up and act like nothing that happened in Detroit had anything to do with Matthew Stafford, that's a that's a fallacy. Okay. That's false. Do you and know? As a first overall pick, you're supposed to be able to elevate. You notice there are some guys who can win you a football game when your defense ain't that good, and when your when your running game ain't that good. And they still can win you a game. That's what was what his? What was Matthew Stafford's record when he threw for over three hundred yards? That means I when he had. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I did some. Re I was doing my research because I knew we was going to talk about this. Matthew Stafford, when he threw for over three hundred yards, that means, okay, we got to put the game in your hands. It's twenty six and fifteen. Twenty six and. That's huh? That's over sixty percent of the games that he won. No, but I would I would need to see who they were who they came against. And here's it, my here's my issue is if he gets into the stratosphere about 
playing for playoffs and player better defenses and player better teams. This is my point that they called him Stat Patford in Detroit for a reason. Because what happened with Matt, a lot of his yards, a lot of those touchdowns come after the game has been decided. Hey, did you know Matthew Stafford since 2009, the Detroit Lions receivers have led the league in drops? Did you know that? Yeah, but that ain't the only reason that they lost. Since 2009, your receiving core has led the NFL in drops. So if you take away half of those drops, you never know. What can happen? It's I'm with you. He he's gonna have to play well. Winter Super Bowl. I think that's you're putting it. You're moving the goalpost so far that it's a field goal that's impossible to make. No, it's not impossible because that's why you make the trade. Is you think you can, if you add a veteran quarterback, you should be able to to go to a Super Bowl and win it. That's why you make that trade. Or or Jared, or you're happy true. that you or quarterback. A hundred and something million, and you can get out of that contract with a quarterback that you think is better. No, and I, you're get, pay, I and over the next two years, they pay Stafford ten and a half million dollars less. That's really what it is. If it was no, I, I, bet, I, I part, but but this is the same thing. You saw the column I wrote. You saw Jameis yes. Winston's numbers over the first over the five years. They're very they're identical. Matt is a savior, and Jameis Winston's out on the street. I, I, only, I the only difference was Matthew Stafford did have a higher completion percentage, but I'll, I'm with you on that. When it comes to African-American quarterbacks, they don't get the rope that their white contemporaries get. They don't get that. They, they don't get the same leeway to fail. That's, that's a fact. No, there's and, no doubt. And, there's no doubt about and, it. And so, Winston's case. I mean, you can, I just look at it from so many different perspectives though, because when I like you, and again, I'm going to my notes, like, when, when you look at uh, pro football focus, when Jared Goff was pressured, he didn't perform. He, he, he didn't perform when pressured. When Stafford is pressured, he lights you up. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He had the second highest passer rating when under pressure this past season. The second highest. The second highest. Whereas Goff had the most turnovers in the league when he was pressured this year. And so just that little things like that where you can say, oh, they pressure us now. We got somebody that was second in the league in a pass rate, and we get rid of a guy that led the league in turnovers when, when pressured. It's a huge difference. Only other thing, too, is Matthew Stafford, only one year over 100 in quarterback rating, only one year in his career, and, and all the other years, QBR was 66% or less. I mean – it, it, it's it's surprising that his numbers, when you look at QBR quarterback rating, they're not that impressive. Oh, I I got another. Oh, this my last this my last uh stat for you because I knew we were gonna talk about no lie. I spent like two and a half hours preparing just for this. Well, topic. you already know what I wrote on Deadspin.com. So and I was that ready. was a good that was a good article. Now, did you know this? Matthew Stafford played in the Detroit for how long? You know, 12 years, 12 seasons, he from, was hurt one year. So, okay, so from 2009 to 2020, right? You know how many 100-yard rushers he's had in that time? That entire time. 100-yard rushers it. in the game. He had 11, 11 100-yard rushers from 2009 to 2020. Okay. Check this well, out. Todd Gurley had 12 in one year. 
The year they I, went to the Super Bowl, Todd Gurley had 12 just that year. I get that. But come I'll, on I'll now. Give, come, come on. Give you, but, but, but there were also circumstances where, where none of that matters, okay? And, and this here's my point. You get the ball back in Dallas with a chance to march down and win the game, okay? That's what you got. Forget about the flag being picked up. Forget about the running game. Forget about not scoring in the last 18 minutes or whatever. You still had a chance to, from all of that, you got the ball back two and a half minutes, two timeouts, and you go four and out, including a fumble when you're sacked to end the game. There was another season that they had that, that, that they could have done something. That was the same year. They go to Green Bay. All they have to do is, if they beat Green Bay, they were 11 and five that year. 11 they and 5. They beat Green Bay. They get to have a bye, win the division, which they never did, win the division, have a bye, and, and host a home game. They, they don't even show up. They get beat, they get beat uh, by Green Bay. So I'm just saying there were opportunities where, despite all those other obstacles, he could have made a difference and played that big game I'm talking about. I never saw it. We'll see what happens. I'm I mean, you've you, watched them. You've been in Detroit. But when you play 166 games in a Detroit Lions uniform and they give you 1,100-yard game, 166 games, he's under center. And your running backs and your run game gives you 1,100-yard games. In the last three years alone, the Rams have 16 that's going to yeah. make a difference. He's going to be improved because of that. Now, win a Super Bowl, I think that's a little harsh on your end. But he's going to have success, and he's going to have big success. But I'm with you with the – when you look at the Jameis Winston situation, it's almost unfair. But we know for us, we're always held to a higher, higher I, standard. And, and, it's, and, and if Jameis Winston had put up those numbers in Detroit those five years – Matt got another contract and got big money. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know. Jameis got run out of Tampa Bay. And all he had to do, really, he led the league in, in yardage. He led the league in, in completion, attempts. Yes, he had the 30 interceptions. That's what he needed to cut down. But but he had put up some big numbers. And, and he had led the league. Yeah, touchdowns with 33. But anyway, all right. Let's move from that. That was a good, meaty topic there. Um one other thing, and, and we'll just because we've talked about this over and over, but it's all done now. Uh, you know, there were six job openings in the NFL. Eric Bieniemy again was 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 not one of those guys. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Cully and uh, Cully, David Cully, Cully Dave Cully in, in Houston, who's an African American, got the job. But the last thing on on the Eric Bieniemy, and if you were him, what, what would you think? I mean, you've done everything you can do. You're on a team that's in the Super Bowl for a second straight year. You know, you've seen other guys who have never been coordinators getting head coaching jobs. You know, he, he's not angry. He's not speak, yelling out or speaking out. How would you feel if you were in that situation, TJ? He's, he's angry. He's just not going to express himself and say it because what did we just talk about? We're held to a higher standard. He's being held to a higher standard than the guys that came before him and Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy. This chief offense is better than it's ever been. And he's being held to a higher standard to and become no a head coach than they and were. Andy Reid was calling the plays, right? But now all of a sudden they, they say, 
well, you know, Andy Reid calls the plays. Well, what about but Andy Reid's is the offensive guru and genius. Am I right? So why did those guys get hired? I mean, it's and to me, it is what it is for him. And, I, and I'm sure he looks at it like, wow, like it, he you just can't come out and say it. He can't come out and say it. There's people like us and others on TV need to say this for him. He's pissed off and he should be pissed off because whether he's going to succeed as a head coach or not, he should have been given an opportunity to see whether he can get the job done. And for some odd reason, he's not being afforded that chance and that opportunity. And it's mind boggling because David Coley, he may do very well, but when you hire a guy and he's an African-American and so it's good for him, but I got to call it like it is. When you hire a guy that's never been a coordinator and he's been in the NFL for 27 years, that's a problem. In I my agree. eyes, that's a no, problem. I, and I hope he has success because that might open the doors for other guys. But that's a problem because one thing Biennemi is doing, he's sitting in front of that offensive team and he's running the meeting. He's installing the offense that week. He's going over corrections. He's answering questions that other coaches and players may have during a meeting. Coley's just doing that with his position group. The enemy is doing it with the entire offense. It's a completely different dynamic, and anybody that's sat in the meeting room knows that. And, and so it's mind-boggling. I hope he gets an opportunity, and I know he's pissed off. He just has to show something else publicly. But I guarantee he went home and said, <laughs> Boy, I can't believe this. Bleep, 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 bleep. All right, let me put my good face on to tell him it's okay. I got to get ready for the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, right. All right, let's talk about the big game on Sunday down in Tampa. They say it's a ghost town down there. We had a, a, a radio reporter down on the scene, TJ, on the radio show and said it's unbelievable, like, tumbleweeds going through Tampa. Not that many people, no buzz. It's going to be different from what we're used to with the Super Bowl. But uh, the spread is uh, Tampa is getting three points. And uh, I know you've been with Tampa all year. I don't expect you to change. Is that your pick? You got Tampa. Tell me why uh, Tampa will uh, win the game. Win the Kentucky Derby, Rob. I can't switch horses in the middle of the race, baby. Um, I've been rolling with it from the start of the season. I don't know how many guys picked Tampa. Before week one, I did. And, and so I'm a roll with them. And I'm not rolling with them because I picked them at week one. Well, partially I am. But when you sit here and you really look at it and you examine this game, and I'm a realist, I was a skill guy, but I know football and I know every facet of the game, and it doesn't matter the position. And games are won and lost in the trenches with the big guys. That's where you win or lose the games. The quarterbacks and the receivers and the backs, we get all the glory. But the games are won and lost up front. The Chiefs are missing two tackles. And you have to block that defensive line. Two things are going to happen. They're going to have to leave extra guys in to protect, less guys out in the routes. Or you're going to say these guys are going to be able to hold up and we're going to get the ball out quick, or we're just going to press our luck. I, I don't see how they can keep JPP 
and Dominic and Sue, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea. I, I don't see how they can keep Mahomes upright with the pressure that they're going to be under with four. Tampa's not going to have to blitz. So they can keep a guy over the top, a Tyreek. They can rob Kelsey in the middle and force Mahomes to go to other guys. And those guys are going to just have to man up those guys talking Tampa Bay, man up the Miko Hardmans, back out the backfield. If Sammy Watkins um, can play, if Demarcus Robinson gets cleared from COVID, it's just I like Tampa up front defensively and being able to harass Mahomes. I'm going to go with Kansas City. I I, I think that uh, Mahomes will understand that, will be able to get the ball out quickly. He's also mobile. He can move so he can run away from pressure and still throw the ball. And the other part is if he does, if they if the line holds up just a little bit to give him time, that secondary in Tampa is scary. They can get beat in, in, in the secondary. It's not that great. And the other part is, it's just I'll, I'll be interested to see about Tom Brady. You know, he had three picks in the second half against Tampa Bay, against uh, Green Bay. They weren't able to cash in. They only got six points off of those three turnovers because they both, they really, if you want to be honest, it wasn't like the, it wasn't like the Saints game. When, when Drew Brees threw those picks, they were in their own, in their own uh, part of the field. And when Tom Brady threw them, they were long passes that almost went like punts. You know, Green Bay started at the 25. It wasn't like they got a short field, you don't want to turn over it. You know what I mean, TJ? It makes a big difference. Getting the ball at the 25 compared to, you know, the other team 45, you, you got a way better chance of scoring. But anyway, I think there'll be a couple of mistakes from Brady. I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to pick Kansas City. I think they win by double digits. I think they win by uh, two touchdowns. And what I what I got by that is they're winning by seven. Brady's forced late in the game to throw something. You know what I mean? And they get a pick six or something like that. That's what that's. It won't be like a blowout from the start, but I'm expecting something of that ilk, where it's a seven point game. There's a turnover late. Kansas City is able to uh, to cash it in either pick six or Mahomes get a short field and they, and they win by 14. So I'm going to go there when it comes to uh, the Super Bowl. This is going to be interesting uh, for a lot of people. I know a lot of people are betting on Tom Brady. They're all feeling good. They love the whole Tom Brady story, but there's a good chance that Tom Brady will walk away from Tampa with his fourth loss. And that'll be interesting. Six and four. What do you make of that? If he's six and four after that, does it matter to you? No, we'll never see a guy in Mahomes has a chance. What I I, I don't Mahomes believe we'll ever see the ten Super Bowls. I, I that no, I, I mean he I, I'm he, just he has I, a chance. Two and three years. All the young quarterbacks that are in this league and coming on. And remember, at some point they're going to have to pay all those guys in Kansas City. That team's not going to stay together. And 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 even when you they're, talk about Brady. They went nine years without winning a Super Bowl. Remember that Brady's had two different runs. He had yes. the first one, then they went nine years without winning. Nobody remembers those nine years, right? I'm telling y'all what y'all need to talk about is what Amendola is talking about and what do y'all? Amendola is a is a is a is her a realist. He's a realist of New England. No, Rob, Rob, okay. Rob, Rob, the days. The days of guys going to New England to win 
and take less money, all caps, O-V-E-R, all caps. It's yeah, over. I, I don't blame them for taking, they over. should never take less money. And, but guys and would do it. hurt a lot of those veterans up there because he didn't take what his market value was. How many guys didn't get paid in New England? I'm serious. Like how many? A ton. A ton. A and ton. It's and it's, it was wrong, dude. It was it was wrong. And and Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and Tom Brady, because his wife is making a zillion dollars, didn't take his market value. It just wasn't Things right. are going to have to change. They're going to have... New England is going to basically turn into a terrible franchise, meaning they're going to have to overpay. It's cold, and you don't have Tom Brady anymore. It's a different dynamic. And if Mahomes can keep Andy Reid, they have a chance. This is second Super Bowl in three years as a starter. Andy they have Reed, a chance to go on a run. Yeah. I'm, I think he's 68. He's almost 70 years old. You you think he's going to be around for 10 Super Bowls? I mean, if, if you're winning, why would you retire? If you're still he, winning and health-wise he can do it, why would you retire? Why he, would he, you retire? If, if Mahomes makes it to 10 Super Bowls, I'll be the first one. I'll be stunned. I, ju I just don't now, see I, I don't believe we'll ever see it again, but you speak of the young quarterbacks coming up. Deshaun Watson, is he going to stand at AFC? His main competition right now? Is Josh Allen outside of that? Who do you say? Yeah, but you don't, but injuries. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the NFL. Oh, there's a ton that plays you, into it. You saw yes. Mahomes had a concussion and, and walked off, you know, wobble leg and, and got, you know, if he stays healthy, one of his, what if some of his big players don't are hurt? You know, there's a lot of things that can happen. I'm just saying to look that far down the road and think he's going to be in 10 Super Bowls. It's mind-boggling. I just this can't. Super Bowl is going to be interesting. I, I hope we 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 get a good game. I hope that the refs don't play a part in the outcome of the game. Don't cheat for Brady, right? No, I, I don't. I've never they've they've helped Brady out, but it was the I thought the tuck rule was a fumble, but that was a rule. No, but that um, was a fumble. That was a shoot. That was one hundred percent a fumble. So much different, TJ, from the but, from play right there. you gotta that's you gotta admit man brady the guy can just flat out play and he was the first to realize let me invest in my body albeit it's very expensive and i'm going to get it on the back end and he's put a ton of money into staying healthy and it's paid off for him and he started a trend because more guys are doing this Brady has started a trend of spend a couple hundred thousand, two, three, four, five hundred, half a million dollars a year on your body, and it's gonna pay off. And, and what we've seen him do, I don't know if we'll see it again, but it's because he saw things early enough to say, ah, I need to start doing this with my body, and he did it. The only thing is, I think people they keep asking, like, oh wow, I can't believe he's 40. Warren Moon, who's a Hall of Fame quarterback, played till he was 44. And it wasn't, uh, you know, the poop, the foo-foo rules that protect the quarterback. He played in the real NFL. And Warren Moon played till 44. So let's not act like nobody's ever played this long. He played a long. It's not, it's not that he's playing at this advanced age. It's the amount of success he's having. 
Okay. That, right. it's, it's the success he's having at this but age. I keep hearing people say, oh, I keep playing at 43. Guys played when they were older. It's, it's, it's the success that he's having at this age. It, it's He's not being pulled. He's the reason. He's doing the pulling. And, and so that's why, and at least for me, he's played a huge part. They just didn't bring him along for the party. He's hosting the party. No pun well, intended. He might wind up like uh, he might because the last Super Bowl he was in, he had no touchdowns, a fumble, and a pick. Do you remember that was the Super Bowl they beat over the, the Rams? Yeah, they beat the Rams. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like the uh, Peyton Manning Super Bowl where they gave him a Super Bowl as well as a parting gift. He didn't really do too much. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, TJ, let's bring in our producer Martin Weiss. And uh, let them do the prop bets, all right? And uh, let's have some fun with these. Let's take a quick break. And I'm going to tell you this right here, right now. FanDuel Sportsbook, it's the premier sportsbook on the planet. And this is why. Because right now, you can celebrate the 55th edition of the big game with exclusive 55 to 1 odds. And if you've never tried FanDuel before, new users can bet on either team and get 55 to 1 odds when the Buccaneers play the Chiefs. That's right. You can bet $5 and win $275 if you pick the winner of the big game on February 7th. Now, me, I'm personally, if I had 55 to 1 odds, I'm going to go ahead and throw that on my home. And I've been betting football on FanDuel all season long, and here's why I like it. It's easy to use, it's easy to register, and it's easy to get your money when you win. And they always have these crazy odds boosted specials like 55 to 1 odds. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, use promo code LP3 to get started. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. I pulled the first couple prop bets that I found interesting. So for the first one, you have Kansas City Chiefs' first touchdown, passing touchdown, minus 220, any other type of touchdown, plus 170. I wanted to see what you guys thought about that. And for the Buccaneers, passing touchdown, it's minus 185, and any other TD, plus 145. So they're obviously expecting a passing touchdown. Do you guys see any value there? It's for sure going to be a passing touchdown. It's just always tough to figure out who's going to get it first. That That's the hard part. But a passing touchdown, that's a guarantee. Oh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a Pat Mahomes one-yard run for the first touchdown of the game. That's what I would bet. I'm telling you, I had a sneaky feeling. I think that the first – the only thing that concerns me, Chiefs get the ball first. And they get down there and do that little push pass. That oh, is, the is shovel really pass. A run play. The shovel right. pass. Yeah. Yeah, they drop right in front of them, and, and that's shovel pass to Tyreek Hill. Nobody can, the linebackers can't catch him, and he runs that in. But, you know, this would count for, like, a special teams touchdown, defensive touchdown, anything besides the I, pass I don't, I don't I know. Like I'm not so sure, Rob. I don't, I don't believe Andy Reid is going to chance anything with any called run plays for Mahomes. He, I, don't, I don't believe he'll take that chance. Just because if Chad Henney comes in a game, uh, Tampa Bay, you are now the Super Bowl champs. But I, I can see that that motion jet sweep where they toss it to him. That is a pass play, Martin. But I can I I believe they're gonna give a look off that because they've run this in the playoff game where Kelsey comes underneath and it looks like a shovel pass. They're gonna give that look, but it's not gonna be a shovel pass. I can see I'm running option to the sprint right option to the same side, some different um, wrinkle off that same look. 
All right, Martin, what's the next? But with that, you, you said no call running plays from a home. So I have first player to reach 10-plus rushing yards. You have, uh, let's see, the favorites. You have Fournette at plus 175, Ronald Jones plus 300, Clyde Edwards-Elair is the first chief on the board at plus 450, and Daryl Williams at plus 450, and then Mahomes is uh, plus 750. Mm. The one I kind of liked here particularly – Tyreek Hill plus 2,000. First player to reach 10 plus rushing yards. If, in fact, you're right, and they do run that uh that jet motion or whatever where Tyreek Hill they normally catches that pop pass and they, I don't know, maybe they hand they it did to that lat they did that against the Bills the uh with Miko Hartman. He went for he went for 50. Because if they hand the ball to Tyreek Hill, oh, that's a guarantee he's, he's getting 10 yards. So what do you what do you got on this, TJ? On the on the on who do you this is I'm, tough because obvious i get that you know i mean that's obvious that that is so tough because they know as a coach this is i believe how coaches think tyreek hill is going to be so involved in the passing game that if they do have a play like that dialed up it probably will go to miko hardman because they know tyreek hill was going to be a focal point of the deep passing game if as rob said mahomes can scramble with his legs i can see that or just the odds within itself. If Ronald Jones starts the game, I would bet Ronald Jones will get it. If he starts the game, I would probably take Ronald Jones. But it really is going to come down to who gets the ball first. You know Chiefs. what I'm going to say? I'm going to take Mahomes. And only because he's forced out of the pocket, they get some early pressure, and he has to run with the football. I'm going to take Mahomes and be the first one with tenure. Uh I'm rolling with Ronald Jones. I, I believe he'll start the game, and I believe Tampa will try to establish the run early. Okay. So then I went to uh, most receiving yards. Mm. You have the two, the Kelsey and Tyree Killer, the two favorites. Kelsey's at plus 260, Hill at plus 330. Then we get into the Buccaneers. Chris Godwin plus 400, Mike Evans plus 750. Antonio Brown plus thirteen hundred, and then Mecole Hardman plus thirteen hundred. Mm. Yeah, the odds, Kelsey. So they think Kelsey and Terry kill. <laughs> I got. I, I, I believe. I got Kelsey. Now I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chris Godwin. I'll go with Chris Godwin with the most receiving yards. I don't believe the Bucks. They can't win this game if they let Tyreek Hill get off. They they can't win this game. And I mean, he had two hundred yards. In the first quarter. In the first, right. First quarter, 200 yards in the first quarter. So they're going to eliminate him. I'd be shocked if he had 60 yards. If they let him kill them after what he did. So I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. Because uh, you know Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Like if, and these coaches know this. Like when you're the man on the team, the majority, the first 15, you got a couple plays in there for you. Every pass play is designed to go to Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Every pass play. Every pass play. We expect this coverage. This should go to Hill. Oh, if it's not, it should go to Kelsey. And the coaches know that. And on the flip side, it's the same thing with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But Chris Godwin gets in a slot um, a little more than Mike Evans. So I'm a, uh, at plus 400, I guess I'll take my chances with Chris Godwin. I'm going to take Kelsey. Same thing. Got to get the ball out quick. You know, if you if you if you're if the line's not holding it, um, you can look for your safety valve there. 
uh, not looking all the way, not maybe not enough time all the way downfield. I'm not saying he's not going to throw it all downfield, but you know what I mean. There's a good chance that that that's the game plan to establish to make them respect that that play, you know, and 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 not just come for him. If they come for him and that opens up, they might have to not just go all out. And so I'm going to go with Kelsey. I just think there's a good chance that they're looking for Kelsey early on. I like Kelsey too. Uh, I think last last week his over-under for catches was eight, and he had it with like, I don't know, six minutes left in the second quarter. Like he just right. – unless he gets hurt, I just – they're going to throw him the ball. Um, so then we'll go to most passing yards. Patrick Mahomes is favorite at minus 155. Tom Brady plus 120. Which guy is going to throw for more yards? Would you like me to go first? Yes. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with uh, Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Tom Brady because I think it'll be a competitive game. Both teams are going to look to establish the run. And I've been saying this. The Bucs cannot let Tyreek Hill destroy them like they did in a regular season. They just can't do it. And both teams, and the, and the sad, the crazy part, I'm not the sad part. The crazy part is both teams have so many guys that they can throw the ball to. Um, but it seems as if Brady is more accepting of throwing the ball to other guys more so than Mahomes. Mahomes wants to get Kelsey, Tyreek Hill the ball, and he'll sprinkle some things in here and there. Unless um Tampa gets out to a huge lead, that's the only way I see Mahomes throwing for uh more yards than Brady. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Mahomes. Um I just think that's their game. They need to have a big game from him. They need to protect him. He can get the ball downfield. Brady will have a couple of picks in this game. Um, he'll try it to deep ball. Um, but I, I still ultimately think that that Mahomes will throw the football. And if they're behind, obviously, you've got to throw the football. You're not going to run. Uh, so I, I just I think Mahomes will just wind up with more. I mean, yards. that's what they do, though. Like. Right. That that's what that's what Kansas City does. They want to come out and throw. They they, they don't the hide ball. it. Right. They don't want to run the ball. They don't no. hide that at all. And oh, they're playing against a number one run defense in a league. And so they're gonna come out throwing it early and often. And, and I get that. But when you can rush four and drop seven, it's not too many uh lanes that will be open. Yeah, but that secondary is a little weak. I'm just rem- remember that. This secondary is not great. They can get hey, I'm, count, I'm counting on coaching and understanding tendencies and taking away your favorite routes. The new wrinkles will give you the wrinkles that you may have installed, but the stuff that you do best, we're going to take that away. And finally, the last prop, and I want you guys to give a score prediction as well because this this last prop pretty much is indicative of how you think the game will end. But will the last play of the game be a quarterback kneel? Yes, minus 180. No, wow. plus 140. Wow. <laughs> it's like predicting who's going to have the ball last, who's going to get the ball first. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say the game will end with a quarterback uh Nearly in the ball. The team that wins will uh, have the ball last, and they will take a knee and jump up and celebrate with the ball in their arms. 
I'm with you. I think that's the way it'll end. And I got a score for you. 35-17, Kansas City. My score is 27-24, Tampa Bay. And there you have it. TJ riding his whole, since the beginning of the season, all on Tampa Bay. He'll come back next week with a frown on his face. (laughs) Almost, you know. I didn't know Brady would throw three picks in the second half. I know the story you'll tell. So it'll be interesting to say. But uh, there it is, our Super Bowl edition of the uh, Lemon Pepper Parlay. And, uh, TJ, I hope you enjoy the game in the new crib. I'm headed to Vegas for a couple of days. I'm going to go check it out, put down some shekels on some of those prop bets, see what I can do to, to finish out the NFL season. So I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll talk about it. I can't wait. So make sure you guys subscribe to our podcast. We had a lot of fun this year doing it, TJ. I learned so much football from you, you know, I this taught, was it I was couple, I taught you a couple of things about the Steelers and some teams. You, you did know? do that. This was I I know for me this experience was a lot better than I expected it to be. It was smoother, more fun. It was better than I thought it would be and so yeah, I, I enjoyed doing this every week. It it was good. It was fun. But you know what? I think really helped seriously. A you really know football and B you don't take yourself too seriously. And then for me, you know the kind of guy I am. I've been, I've been, I've been covering the league since 1987. I mean, I've covered a lot of football games. I'm not a football expert. You know, I'm a sports writer, but I've covered the game. I've been around it, seen the, the tendency. So I think it's a good mix between both of us. You know what I mean? What you right, bring right. Table, you know, I've seen things. Like, even when I was saying back then, when the Pittsburgh was 11-0, I was like, they're the worst 11-0 team I ever saw. Because I've seen teams win but not be comfortable, you know, and saying like they're, they're not, not be that- good. Right, yeah. right. They're good, even though they keep winning. So I think that that's what it was. It was fun. We had a lot of, a couple of wing bets along the way, you know. So, yeah, man, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, too. It was, it was great, definitely. All right, you two, get a room. <laughs>